Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, bonus New Year's episode. This is Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight and feel better so that you can have the life you want. This is the resource you've been looking for to guide you on the journey to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food. Here's your host, Dr. Katrina Ubel. Well, hello, my friend. Happy New Year. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for this bonus New Year's podcast that I have planned for you. Did you watch the Rose Parade today? <laughs> that is my absolute favorite parade of all time. Even as a kid, I totally loved it. I even lived in Southern California, but I've never gone live. And I would love, 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 love someday to go. I think my parents just felt like it would be just so chaotic with all the people and the traffic and everything. And they just never wanted to do that after, you know, New Year's Eve fun. But I would love to do that sometime, bring my kids. I think it'd be so great. And who knows, maybe I'll actually decide after that, that watching it in my jammies, from my couch is really better. (laughs) You guys can let me know if you've been there live. Let me know what you think. But I think it'd be so much fun. It's so beautiful. They always have such cool floats and all the bands. And it's just such a fun, fun time. And then what we do as our tradition for New Year's and our family is on New Year's Eve around seven o'clock, we do our countdown because the kids need to go to bed, right? So what I usually do is go get some of those little headbands that say, the next year on them and some of the glasses usually that say, you know, 2000, whatever, and some beads and some noisemakers. And we just have a good time, have a little dance party, countdown, celebrate. The kids have their little sparkling 
apple juice or whatever, (laughs) sparkling cider. And then we get ready and we go off to bed. And my husband and I don't stay up till midnight either, because who are we kidding? We have to get up the next morning, right? (laughs) So if you're the kind of person who loves to go out on New Year's Eve, I think that's fantastic. Good for you. I'm definitely showing my age apparently, because there's like no draw (laughs) to that for me at all anymore. All right, well, let's get started with it being the new year. I know many of you have a resolution for this year to lose weight. So in this special New Year's bonus podcast episode, I want to tell you why you should not go on a diet to lose weight in 2018. Okay, so this might sound counterintuitive. You might be thinking, but Katrina, I need to lose weight. So how else am I going to do that? if I don't go on a diet? (laughs) That's a good question. But what I want you to know is that diets don't work. They don't. This is really not a surprise. When we look at the reality of it, we see evidence that diets don't work all around us. And most of us have plenty of our own evidence to prove that diets don't work, right? And what I mean by diets don't work is that they don't solve the problem. Very rarely does somebody go on a weight loss diet and permanently solve their weight issue for good. Now, there is that half percent of people who go on a diet plan and keep the weight off permanently. So yeah, that's right. 99.5% of people who lose weight on a diet will gain it back and usually a little bit more or a lot more. The people who keep that weight off are kind of a special breed of person, if you will. (laughs) So they tend to be quite compulsive in the way that they approach most things in their lives. So they're compulsive about following their diet plan while they lose weight. And then they're compulsive about continuing to follow their diet plan once they're in maintenance. But what about the other 99.5% of us who aren't like that? What are we supposed to do to lose weight permanently, right? If diets don't work. And the answer is to become a naturally thin person. Naturally thin people do not need a diet plan to keep them thin. So here's what naturally thin people do to stay thin without any effort or chatter or negotiations or self-loathing or anything like that. So first, they eat when they're hungry. They only eat when they are hungry. So if it's a mealtime and they aren't hungry, they just don't eat. They're the people who forget to eat a meal. (laughs) It just doesn't occur to them to eat because they weren't feeling hungry. They only give their bodies food if their body's asking for nutrition with a hunger signal. So this is a totally novel concept to a lot of us, right? I've had many clients tell me that they aren't even sure what hunger feels like because they never go long enough between eating to feel hunger. Or they think feeling hungry is one of the worst things in the world. So they do what I call prevention eating. They're preventing any possible future hunger by eating now. They're making sure they won't feel that physical sensation of hunger that they interpret as being uncomfortable or unbearable at any time in the future. Or the flip side is that we don't honor our hunger signals by pushing through at work 
And then by the time we do eat, we have all kinds of thoughts and beliefs about the fact that we've had to endure that hunger. And then we eat for fuel, but we also overeat to neutralize those uncomfortable emotions of self-pity and despair and exhaustion, etc. Now, if a naturally thin person has a long case in the OR or a busy night on L&D or ends up having to work through lunch, their body just accesses their fat stores for fuel. It's really not a big deal not to eat. They know there's plenty of food and when the right moment arises, they'll eat and they'll get enough. They don't have scarcity thoughts about food and they don't worry about when they'll eat next or what food might be available to them at that time. They know they can figure it out. The next thing that naturally thin people do is they stop eating when they're no longer hungry. This does not necessarily equal feeling full. This is a very important point. I know for me, when I was overweight, the amount of food that I needed to eat to get to the fullness level that I wanted, that I thought was necessary, was too much food. Once I was able to recalibrate my hunger and fullness, I was able to feel satisfied with less food, which is actually a normal amount of food for a woman in her 40s. It's not like I'm eating nothing. And those of us who were raised with the clean plate club mentality don't even factor in how full we are when we're eating. We just eat until it's gone. Or if you grew up with multiple siblings, you might eat really fast because if you were slow, then there wasn't anything left if you were still hungry and you went to bed hungry. Or maybe you started eating really fast and eating too much during medical school or residency. Remember team breakfast, (laughs) especially on surgery, we'd round so quickly. So we had time to fill up on a very hearty breakfast before we started cases in the OR. The idea being that you might not be able to eat again until many, many hours later. So you needed to be really full so it would last you. Plus your first case probably started in like eight minutes. So you had to wolf your food down super fast so that you got there before the attending did. So we develop these habits and at the time there seems like there's an upside to them for us, but we don't tend to reevaluate them over time. Do I still need to eat this way? Do I even want to eat this way? Why am I choosing to eat this way? For so many of us, it doesn't even feel like it's a choice. It feels like just what we do or who we are or how we were raised. And I want you to know that you can change that and learn how to stop eating when your body no longer needs food. The interesting thing is that we're all born with this ability to only eat when we're hungry and to stop when we're satisfied. So none of us was born without normal hunger and satiety cues. We just lost them somewhere along the line. We subbed out other habits and other ways of approaching food and eating. And those habits and beliefs are creating the body that we currently have. It's always so fascinating to me to watch children eat, especially young ones. They're so good about knowing whether they're hungry or not and when they're full. We all know this, right? Kids who aren't hungry usually have terrible manners at the dinner table. They don't want to be there. Overeating does nothing for them, especially if it's healthy food. And if they were hungry, but now they're getting satisfied, they'll stop mid-cookie 
and leave the rest, or they'll leave two small bites on their plate. How I was raised was with encouragement then to finish those last couple of bites so that they weren't wasted. But a little extra food compounded over many, many meals leads to an overweight body. So the good news is that we all have this innate ability. We just have to tap back into it. We have to relearn it. We have to learn to let our body's signals determine whether we eat and how much to eat. And we have to stop using food to make ourselves feel better and to amplify the joy in our lives. The next thing that naturally thin people do is they thoroughly enjoy every bite they eat. People call this eating mindfully, but before it had a name, it's what naturally thin people did. (laughs) They don't grab things and eat them before they even know what happened. They don't dissociate from themselves and use food to dull their negative emotions. They don't grab bites here and there while they're cooking or putting away the leftovers or making lunches for the next day. They don't scarf down their food while dealing with the kids misbehaving at the table and then eat more a little later because they feel like they missed out on the pleasure of eating that meal. They know that there's an inherent pleasure in eating and they make sure they take advantage of experiencing that pleasure when they're eating. And they know that more food does not equal more pleasure. They recognize that there's a curve to the pleasure you get from eating. Initially, it's high. And then before long, just as your body is getting enough food, the pleasure begins to decrease. And this is when they stop eating. They don't keep going until they get the overly full signal from their body. I would sometimes keep eating Oreos at night in front of the TV so mindlessly that I wouldn't stop until I felt kind of sick. I'd get a headache and I'd feel a little nauseous. Naturally thin people never do this. The final thing that naturally thin people do is they think differently. They don't think about food all the time. It wouldn't even occur to them to use food to entertain themselves or comfort themselves or cheer themselves up. Food is just food. It tastes good, but it's fuel for the body. They get their entertainment and excitement and comfort from other things that serve them. And because of this, they don't have all that brain chatter, as I like to call it. They aren't constantly negotiating themselves about what they can eat next and when. They don't think about foods as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy. It's just food. And because of this, they don't struggle to maintain their ideal body weight. This is what I teach my clients in my Weight Loss for Doctors Only coaching group. So I want to wish you a very happy and wonderful new year and hope that 2018 is the year that you stop trying diets and start becoming a naturally thin person. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Weight Loss for Busy Physicians. Now take the next step and go to KatrinaUbellMD.com to download just what you need. Join us again next week for more support to keep you in control and on the path to freedom around food.